usually at the beginning of these podcasts, I take a clip out of context of some of the chatter from before we officially start uh, recording. But I usually turn the recording on a little bit earlier, just in case. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't turn the recording on during the most important part of the chatter before the draft actually started. And that was the realization of how to pronounce the name for the GM of the Castle Black Crows. Uh, And the answer to everyone who wasn't there live, it's Jeevan. It rhymes with Steven. Um, And I think that it's important that we address that going forward instead of just kind of seeing the name in our head and not knowing how to say it out loud. So, Jeevan, thanks for being with us, buddy. I think you've got to start wondering, what the hell is this plot? Hello and welcome to A Game of Zones, the dedicated fantasy hockey podcast following the 32-team dynasty format, Westeros Hockey League, coming to you live on Discord from the best port city in the north, whether you call that White Harbor or Vancouver, Canada, it's your master of whispers, Jake. Joining me today, hopefully a ton of people, uh, we're going to get started off with Mike, the GM of the Tyrosh Pirates, who has the first overall pick in the 2020-21 entry draft. So, Mike, walk me through this pick. All right. What are you thinking? The moment. And, and <laughs> you know, tell us who you got. All right. Um, the first overall pick, the Tyrosh Pirates. Are uh, proud to select from the University of Michigan, Matthew Beniers. I wish that I should have had a clap, an applause track to play. Love the pick. <laughs> Beniers is a great pick. Um, when I go to my list, Beniers was number two. So I think that the thing about this draft is that we have a ton of different lists, but. Um, Beniers is going to be one of those solid NHLers. He's developed. He's defensively responsible, so he'll get the ice time. I think that Beniers is a great pick. Why did you decide to go with Beniers first overall? Um, I'm kind of hoping Seattle takes him. Nice. I think that's a pretty high chance of happening. And, uh, I was actually happy with anyone in the top five. Definitely. And I thought about going down because I didn't really didn't matter too much to me because I think they'll all be very good players. But I think he's safe for a forward to take. Absolutely. Um, I think there are kind of a few of the forwards that really get me excited. Um, and I like Beniers. Like, I'm not deep into scouting. Basically, I'm looking at all these different other reports and just kind of pulling it together. But from what I can hear and read, I haven't watched a lot of tape, but Beniers looks super solid. Let's let's go to the chat and see what people are saying. We've got a hooray. Cole, 
I mean, maybe. I think that when you read through, there are some other players that they talk about their ceiling being a little bit higher than Beneers. But I think that Beneers has to have one of the highest floors of any of the drafted forwards. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's other forwards that might have higher upside, but but I think with, he is your safest one. Absolutely, and I think that when you have there. the first overall, you wanna you wanna get a good player, mm-hmm. and I think that's exactly what you've got with your pick of veneers. Yeah. Congratulations on opening this up and on making the first rookie pick in this young league's history. Uh, first in the Seattle expansion timeline, a historic. Um, and thanks so much for joining to Picket Live. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for having me on here. So, with the first overall pick, Tyrosh gets Matt Beneers. We will move on to our second pick, which belongs to the Lions of King's Landing. It does not look like they're currently in the chat, so I will turn to my messages and hopefully we won't be waiting for too long to get lions in here Even. I think I still think that has the spirit of things. I think it's it's really just the J that I I'm not heartbroken over the clarification of your nickname. Dan, don't be so down. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make so many picks. You're not even gonna know what hit you. My big questions through this are, when are we going to... I think that the right choice was to make the forward pick here. Like, we are not going to see, and I think we all know this, but we're not going to see the order of the real NHL draft be mimicked in our draft here. It's just not how it's going to work. I think that picking a forward was the right choice. I'm really interested to see when the first defense and when the first goalie is going to go. Um... I think that there's an interesting values play, and uh, it'll be it'll just be super interesting to see when those first other positions go. This is a draft where I think when we look back in two years, any of the first ten players, they could be in a totally different order, and I think that all of our lists probably are in like pretty different orders. I think we probably have at least half between all of us of who's in the top 10. Probably like 7 out of 10 of who's in the top 10. But even in the order, like I'm not I'm not that strongly opinionated on my own list. I've got 
I've got like sort of a preference, um, but I think we could really see it totally inverted by the time that the the players pan out. Still waiting on lions. I was told the pick should be ready. I thank everyone for their patience. I should do my due diligence and also tag him in the draft channel. Yeah, Lyons did say he was at work, and I was chatting with him to try and get um, a list from him. And I touched base with him this morning. So, the expectation is we should be able to motor on through. I've got some uh, lists from other people who can't make it, and I'm going to try and still check in with them before I go ahead and announce the list that they sent me. But I think we should probably you know, expect about five minutes per pick. Uh, and I think that gives us some time to digest and respond to the picks. I imagine there'll be a few that generate some some opinions, and we'll talk through those. Beauty. Looks like he's online. What's everyone doing on this it's a lovely Sunday on the West Coast. I don't know, or not Sunday, Saturday on the West Coast. But what is everyone doing on this Saturday afternoon? Paul, come on, you got me. Yeah, that's the right emoji for that sassy remark. know do you have to be on desktop to join um, the platform the channel platform I think you do oh you can listen on the okay yeah the phone should work good Mike, how did you um, request to come on live? Oh, here we go. Invite to speak. Lions, 
you have been invited to speak. I hope that some sort of notification is passed through. Beautiful. Go. You're good. What's up? Thank you for joining us on this Saturday. Um, yeah. And no worries. Perfect. <laughs> so with, I, I know, uh, you, but but you hopefully have uh, a, a good amount of confidence in this franchise determining pick. Uh, you've done a lot of work in, early in this off season to change around the team that you have inherited mid-draft and you find yourself with the second overall pick. So walk us through it. Who are you going to pick number two overall? Well, I, I didn't see the first pick, so that's because I was... Gotcha. You know, okay, my... so yeah. Our, our first pick was Matt Beneers. Okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, I... It was like a last minute. I'm like, oh, no, I got to get my act together. But uh, well, I was going to go, uh, where's my 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 list? Sorry. No problem. This is just building suspense. This is, this is drama 101. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good at that. I have <laughs> plenty of that going on here. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, William Eklund. William Eklund, number two. Eklund was number one on my list. And I think that in the comparison between the two, pretty slim. I think you're getting a great player. Um, Eklund goes number two overall to the Lions of King's Landing. Let's go to the chat see what the reactions are Jeevan already with the solid pick have to agree yes good pick I think that Eklund in a fantasy format I think is a top three pick for sure um, great upside is there anything that you read specifically about Eklund that kind of pushed him to be your guy at this pick uh, it was either you know and if you go off NHL stuff, it's like, oh, you you know, you guys want you want this or that with you know, good two way stuff. But with formula, with you know, fantasy stuff, you really got to go with someone that's going to be explosive and get the points and all that. Plus, Absolutely. this team I inherited, I had to I gotta sort of figure out ways to uh, you know <laughs> make it pop in a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that you've definitely accomplished those goals. I think that Eklund is a great pick. Um, and we're really starting this draft off very strongly. Thank you so much for um, being able to make the, t the pick on stream. And uh, I hope you're able to hang around a little bit to see how the rest of the, the first round progresses. Yeah, I got a little time, so I don't have Perfect. to go back to work for a little while. So I want to go right now. Um, so I'll get you to, uh, click off of the voice channel, but stay in the, the, the chat and then we'll get on our next general manager. Thanks so much. Yeah, no worries.
Okay, so um, I'm being asked, can we uh, update uh, the results? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of do that in hopefully a good way. Hold on, give me two seconds. Of course, while we're waiting, I should get our third general manager. I'm going to ask him, are you able to call in? Or should I announce? A pick is in, ladies and gentlemen. There is a pick. We are ready at third overall. The third overall pick belongs to Runestone. Runestone and I have been in communication. Una he's unable to announce his pick live, but going third overall in the 2021 NHL WHL entry draft, drafted by the Runestone Valiants, is Mason McTavish. McTavish goes third overall. What's the response? I feel like maybe this is where, well, I think we've already had a little bit of divergence in what we were thinking. Um, yeah. Ooh, we got, oh, Paul, I see what you're saying, Paul. I was like, oh, wow, Paul's a little bit critical of what's going on here. But, nah. So what are other let me let me snag him whoa dang Vic fourteenth in another draft that's a great spot I am a huge fan of McTavish I think that when you look at the format that we're in uh, McTavish has that multi category potential um, McTavish was in my personal list top five. Um, so I, I think this is uh, a, a bold play, but I think that McTavish probably has a chance to be um, NHL ready soon, uh, based on what I've been reading, possibly even next season. But I, I think I still doubt, doubt that most of the 2021 draftees really make the NHL out of the first season. Um, but McTavish is pretty ready uh, so I think that this for our league is a great great pick my mouse is so clicky I apologize all right let's get ya boy ready Ryan Yo, what's up, Welcome dude? to the stream. Oh, well, excited to be here. Thank uh, you to this uh, great city for hosting. Congratulations to Tampa Bay on winning the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. Absolutely. Game recognizes game, as they say. Uh, you're going to be busy here in this first round. You've got some 
real draft capital to be working with. Um, walk me through what you're going with with this first pick that you have in the first round, fourth overall. Yeah, so uh, fun story real quick. I had some early uh, conversation this morning about maybe moving up to grab Ooh. a guy that I wanted. And uh, he's still on board. So we just saved draft capital that way. So I was glad to hear that. Uh, so with the fourth overall selection, um, I'm actually going to go with uh, Jesper Wallstedt. Wow. I love it. Love it. Um, ballsy pick. I think it's the right move, especially with you having two picks so early on. Wonderful pick. Walk me through it. Tell me what uh, is letting you go with Wallstat, and then I think uh, we'll have our take on how that's going. But 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 walk me through. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, as you can probably see in my organization, we're really lacking goaltending depth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I was waiting to talk about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh, you know we gotta push uh, Spencer a little bit to step his game up, and mm -hmm. uh, Igor as well. And you know I, I don't think you can have too many goalies in uh in a 32 team dynasty league so uh when you have a chance to get a guy who could potentially be generational um i think ultimately his value is going to end up only going up from here and uh, i'm not looking to compete this year or next year likely so i've got time to wait yeah especially... last thing i want to do is pick somebody who's going to make my team too good <laughs> yeah you got it you really you're pushing for uh uh that 2022 2023 I have a feeling I'm going to be talking to you on stream in the years ahead as you build up your dynasty from the ground floor. But yeah, I mean, Knight and and uh, uh, you have Shesty, right? I do, yes. They're just a little too old, right? You really got to plan for the future with, with aging guys like that. That that That's exactly it. And you know, even guys like uh, we have Philip Lindbergh in the organization and uh, Thompson as well. And both of those guys, I, I think I'm starting to, I think their balls have dropped now, so they're a little bit uh, too old yeah. to be uh, seriously considered for the goaltender of the future in this organization. Yeah, the goaltenders have just such a, a narrow window of, of reliability in their careers, so you really got to keep on top of what's coming up next, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're always looking to the future. Um, I'll just always draft goalies. <laughs> uh, Pro tip to everybody out there. I mean, obviously, and I think we'll all see it, this does put you in a, both a position of strength, but also in a position of uh, tough decisions, as you have three very valuable goaltenders. Obviously, I think we'll all be thinking that at some point, some of these guys are going to have to move, but you are looking at holding in the next, well, in the next two years, I think Knight matures into a really good, like, a really good goalie. And I think that Wallstead would have been, like, I toyed with ranking him number one overall. If I was trading into the first round, and I, I, I sent feelers out to see what it would be like to get into the, to the first round, like the top ten, it would have been just to pick Wallstead. I didn't really have eyes on getting anyone else. I wanted to get high enough to try and get Wallstead. So I think that uh, it's great that you were able to get your guy at four. Uh, I think that you'll be able to still get a great skater talent at seven uh, or any talent. Um, and I really like the pick. So congratulations on bolstering your your strong um, organization. Yeah, you know, I got to say, having another pick at seven definitely made this pick a little bit easier as well. Yeah. As, uh, obviously, somebody's got to fall. 
for seven. So absolutely, I'm looking forward to talking to you, Megan, in a little bit. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll basically just kind of keep you on hold, uh, ready for your next pick that'll happen pretty quickly. Um, but that's Jesper Wallstedt going fourth overall. Thanks so much, Ryan. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, let's dip down to this chat to see the reaction. Jesus, says Chris, probably at the fact of there being so many goalies uh, in YT, but I love the pick. Great, great pick. Let's see who we got going up next. It's, it's Nath. Let me give you an invite, my friend. Cole, welcome to the stream. What's going on? Excited to have you. Here you are. Excited to be here. Picking fifth overall. I hope that you're still excited, that you haven't got sniped, that you've got a list that you're happy with. Uh, talk us through your pick uh, and make your announcement. All right. A um, little bit surprised of who's dropping down here, mm. but uh, I think uh, with the fifth overall pick, the Nath Butterfly Select uh, from the University of Michigan, Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes. So this answers my question on which defenseman is going to go first and at which point. So we're down at fifth. I really like Hughes. I think that Hughes, as we probably all know, is not going to be the first defenseman drafted in real life. But walk me through what about Hughes makes you excited uh, for his fantasy relevance. So, uh, yeah, I think he's... Uh probably one of the better offensive talents um in there like i think uh guys like uh who would probably go first in the real life draft might might be a bit better for peripherals but uh i think luke hughes definitely has a lot of uh offensive upside which is pretty big in this league considering sure. how our scoring is and uh he's almost a year younger than a lot of the other guys yeah like absolutely. Uh, he's born in september 9th 2003 compared to guys like uh, Clark and um, Power. So. I've definitely been listening to similar things where they comment on if you're going to take Hughes, you know, nine months developmentally earlier than a lot of these other defensemen that are getting picked, that's a lot of extra runway that you can still have development for the same draft year, which is a, a big opportunity to be able to pick him, uh, you know, relative to what his value will be. So definitely on that same train of thought yeah for sure i think yeah this draft is a little uh a little spicy so far not exactly how i thought it planned mm -hmm. out but uh yeah i think I, I think i got a good guy here and i think he's gonna be a good uh future of my blue line and right now i'm really happy how that's panning out with guys like uh caden addison who i just traded for so yep. you know we'll see yeah i think the future is bright in Nath, uh, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You got Hughes, QB <laughs> number good, one. That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, congratulations on the pick. I think you made uh, a really good selection. All right, thank you very much. Good to be on here. Perfect. So up next we have. Flea Bottom, are you in the chat with us right now? 
No, let me reach out to him. Dan making it known. So we'll, we'll, we'll take our time. We'll kind of tiptoe through some of these picks. Dan is interested in moving some extra capital to slide up a few spots in this draft, which lets you know maybe these top five picks weren't shaken out like he was thinking because we've still got some great talent available. And I will say that um, Flea Bottom will not be able to make his pick live, but his pick is in, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go back to the room. Oh, he's in. He's in. Uh, he's in the chat. Do you want to let me? Let me invite you. Don't have to come on, but I'm going to invite you to come onto the the chat if you want to announce your pick. Ah, he's gone. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to take a... Uh, we may uh, have some, some difficulty at the flea bottom draft table. Um, there's a, a flurry of action and a bit of a delay in walking up to the stage to announce the pick. Um, so we'll, we'll just give Flea Bottom a little bit of time to sort through what's going on. And uh, just take a bit of a pause. I'm going to update the draft documents during this downtime. OK. The flurry of activity has subsided. Uh, and the GM of Flea Bottom who I know only as Bones, walks up to the draft table and announces that with the sixth overall selection in the 2021 WHL entry draft, the Flea Bottom Onion Knights are proud to select Owen Power. Power! Off the board! Power, who likely will be number one, in real life, goes number six in our entry draft. Let's click to the chat to see some reactions. Finally, wow, says Paul. There we go. Sounds like we were kind of waiting for this shoe to drop. Owen Power. I do have to say that from what I've read of the defensemen, um, I don't know if any of them are going to be like point per game guys like these are not necessarily point churning blue liners but they're still going to be like you know number number 1 or number 2 defenseman on a team and i think the power very rightfully has a lot of skills that will make him worthy of a first overall in real life and i think we're all hoping in the fantasy world uh, that if Buffalo does go ahead and pick them, they don't bring them to the NHL right away. Cole saying he doesn't want anything to do with Buffalo players. Yeah, fair. But I, I still think, I have to hope, 
Buffalo knows they have nothing going on next year. They're not going to rush any of their picks into the NHL. Dave, joining the stream. Good to what talk if? to you, buddy. Oh, it's a little bit choppy. Let's see if Dave can sort out his uh, stream. He's coming in and out. We get you uh, for like flashes. Oh, maybe. All right. I got, I think I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. Welcome. Yeah. It's been Thank lonely you. here in between picks. I've just been breathing heavily and clicking. So it's good to have someone else to uh, take some of the air time off. How are you doing? I'm doing well. doing well. It's nice to see the draft actually uh, going through right now. Currently sitting at work, so I might be in and out. But uh, for now, I'll be here. No problem. It's. I think this has turned out super well. We've got six picks in. We got Ryan waiting in the wings to make his second pick of the round so far um i think there's been a lot of good picks and obviously there's going to be some relative value uh as a guy who's now been watching this what are some of the, the picks that have stood out to you so far so uh, i think mctavish three has to be talked about by me um i had no earthy idea where he was gonna go mm. uh three's a bit of a risky pick but i like it a lot um I like the Wallstead pick. Uh, thing there being, of course, we're a one goalie league, so uh, goalies have, I guess, less value than if you had two. Mm -hmm. But if you secure one and he goes to a good team, say he goes to Detroit or something where he's going to play uh, fairly soon, that'll pay out uh, in spades. That goes my calendar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what else happens. Yeah, uh, I think some similar thoughts. Um... I'm high on I'm high on McTavish, so I think that three was like if you're gonna shoot your shot, you've got to pick in the top ten. I think there's a lot of defensible people to pick, and it's just a matter of like who's your guy. Like I wouldn't necessarily look to tr to trade down from three within that you know couple of picks. Um, Wallstedt, I wondered how high he'd be picked, and I think four is pretty healthy. I think that's a pretty good pick to um, shoot your shot. Obviously. We're, we have a lot All right, of... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. I can show up right there. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, see you, Dave. Give me a second, boys. Uh, well, I guess we can probably just have only one other people on the stream. That seems to be the rule, because I'm going to invite um, Ryan back on to make his second pick of the first round. Well, hello. Oh, wow. It's been eons and ages. It uh, has been a long time. Too long. Too long. The anticipation, I have to imagine, has just been overwhelming. I hope that uh, you didn't get sniped. We had two defensemen go off the board since your goalie pick, and yep. the world is your oyster. So talk us through it. Who do you got here at seventh overall? So yeah, no, I uh, I did not get sniped. Um, this was actually someone I was uh, also going to take it for if Wallstead wasn't available. Mm. Um, big. Being from Edmonton, big Oil Kings fan, so I'm sure you guys probably know which way this one is going. Uh, from the Edmonton Oil Kings, we'll select uh, 
Sebastian Cosa. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Cosa goes off the board. When I said uh, after your fourth pick that you'll still get a good skater at seventh, I thought to myself, I shouldn't pigeonhole him. But I don't want to like go back and say skater or goalie because that, that leans heavily too much on the goalie. But when I said skater, I knew, I knew in my head that there was a chance that you're going to take the next best goalie available. So walk me through your pick here at seven with... Yeah, Sebastian so Costa. I mean, it's to me, it's not even about Costa just being the next best goalie available. I think um, him and Wallstedt are probably two of the best goalies we've ever seen in a long time come to the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, with Askarov, obviously, last year as well. Um, I think Costa ends up having an uh, opportunity to find actually a decent home. Um, I think he probably still gets uh, picked in the top 12 in the draft. Um, but Ooh, he could we'll take. certainly uh, land somewhere. And if, if he does fall a little bit, he could end up in a weather uniform or something like that, which I think would bode well for him. Absolutely. As um, they don't have a lot of organizational depth. So really, you know, also we've talked before, you know, I'm a big fan of height. <laughs> and uh, close He's a to the big, big boy. boy. So, um, yeah. And I mean, also, you know, in a way, we've got maybe a small monopoly on goaltenders as well now. So, I mean, I don't know. It seems a little unreasonable to say monopoly, but maybe I guess if that's how it's going, you know, setting the trade price for a quality young goaltender, I imagine, is in your hands. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of other guys will be looking to move young goaltending talent. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe there's young goals on the market that uh, I don't know about, in which case, hit me up. I'm always willing to buy those. I can just imagine that you're going to basically have all of these goalies that'll be minors eligible, and it'll just be like, well, who are we going to start today? Who's going who's gonna to get the net this week? What franchise goalie am I going to just put in the crease? for yt uh and so let me clarify so so with your evaluation you think that casa at this spot is not just the next best goalie available but by your take arguably the next best player yeah um if if i'm being honest i actually have coast ahead of wallstat in terms Mm. of um goaltenders Mm -hmm. i just thought that wallstat wouldn't fall to seven and i thought Costa would and i think that you uh, gambled that pretty well. Wow. Um, absolute bold decision. Um, but Yee-T makes picks at 4 and 7 with Wallstat and Casa. Dave, it looks like you're here. I don't know if you're going to be able to weigh in. I can only imagine all the words you want to say. We'll give him a second um, before we get uh, our next GM up. Dave, you're so ready. I'm really. Wow. I, I, I got to say, just, I just got. I was just told I was throwing. That 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 feels a little harsh. Ooh, that uh, that's cutting deep. I don't know. You could like last I checked, only one team can win a championship in a year, right? Unless we've changed the rules in this league so yeah, that just, everyone gets participation medals as well. Just one. 
And uh, if you have a strategy that you think gets you closer to uh, winning that championship, that's a strategy that you have to lean into. Yeah, I mean, realistically, nobody knows how any of the prospects are going to turn out. But mm -hmm. with goaltenders, you know, you can. I I feel like you can always flip a goaltender if they've proven themselves since they're in a starting job for basically any other prospect that would take in the draft at any point. So, I think that there are there are obviously kind of two trains of thought to think about it. You can look back to our inaugural draft where goalies went like hotcakes. Goalies were being picked in the second round, like obviously in the early in the first round. They were being picked in the second round. They were being picked in the third round. And even some of, you know, specious quality were being selected. So you have to think that there's a market for a good, reliable goalie. Um, and Dave, you're with us now. Look at that. All right. I'm back. Did you catch Ryan, that seventh pick? I am incensed right now. So I... I I liked Casa. I don't think I was going to take him uh, with our pick. I, I mean, I like I like the pick in a vacuum, as in it, he didn't take Wallstead. That is something. Mm -hmm. uh, because, like, because you have to be. I'm, I'm actually going to ask you. Like, so are you taking Casa basically to flip one of Wallstead, Casa, whoever you like less? I, uh, I mean, that's certainly going to be a possibility. Um, I, obviously, I can't dress four goalies. So, um, yeah, one one of them is gonna have to be moved at some point. But I figure my window for competing is a ways out now, especially after trading Nurse earlier in the season. So, I just wait and see how the turbos turn out, and then when it's time and ready to compete, I think lots of guys like good young starting goalies who are going to be on ELCs. So yeah, I mean, you just flip them to another guy who's trying to contend, and yeah, you should be able to get a pretty good piece coming back the other way. That's fair, and I guess like. One thing I have to say is, like, you know, you always have to value uh, best player available. And if you you can take into effect best player available, or the value is not just for you, but for others. So if you find Casa best player available, even though you have all set, then uh, it's a good pick, I guess. I, I, I don't hate it as much as I probably should. <laughs> I, do, I do think, like, the other argument to be made is, uh, yes, you're securing what you think is the level of talent that a seventh overall pick should get. And so that is the talent you've locked in. But knowing you can't use that talent necessarily, you are a little bit at the mercy of the market when you're trying to get back comparable value in positions that you will need. Obviously, you get the benefit of having the control over a number of goalies to have a relative value for all of them. But it's always hard to know for sure if you're gonna get back what you wanna get back when you're making a selection um, in a position that you're already strong at. So I, I think I totally get what you're, where you're going. I think the strategy has legs. I think that there's a way and there's a world where you might get bit by it, but obviously there's also a world where you're able to get a haul for a young franchise goalie. Yeah, I mean, I guess in my mind, uh, you know, I, this, but this was a weak draft year, <laughs> I thought. So, and I thought, that the two goalies kind of stuck out like Thor's thumbs relative to the rest of the talent in the field. And maybe that's why they're being so hyped is just because there's no other talent there. But either way. Um, knowing that you still got two good players, I also thank you for contributing to the meme potential of this league. I think that's the kind of, the kind of stuff that 
keeps leaks going. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's it's hilarious. It's a good pick, and congratulations. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and uh, have fun with the rest of the night. Thanks, Ryan. So there we are, which leaves us with number eight. And do we have Ty? We do. Let me invite him to the stage. I knew it. I knew it as I said <laughs> that he could have a skater with his seventh pick, that there was a part of me that's like, you know, Casa's probably like around seventh overall range. Maybe it's a little early at seven, but he could do it. And he did it. And I knew it. Oh, here we go. Dragonstone. Milking it with the eighth yeah. overall pick. Typing. I'm actually BRB. so scared. Oh, this you guy. You absolutely Ty Dylan right. Gunther. Dragonstorm. Dragonstone Storm selects with the eighth overall pick. Dylan Gunther. Dave, immediate hot take. Go. Oh, don't I mean, tell me so, oh, yeah, Can I make a hot take here? Like yeah. this seems like a perfect place to take 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 him. I think like, so too. There's like I there's no way he's gonna make it to me. Who is right on the clock? I guess well, right now. I was just gonna say, like, way. what's what's your take in the the world that you know now he's not available for you? Are you upset? Do you uh, feel as though I'm, now you're happy? You know what? Get your guy. It, so, uh, Kale and I have a, have had some interesting evaluation of players. I think our board looks different than most boards because I think there there is no uh, typical board. I think you know, like, yep. There's so much like variety in picks here. And honest, honestly, if he hadn't taken uh, Gunther, I'm not so sure if we if we would have. Ooh. Um, Very spicy. I'm 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 a happy man. I, I mean, I was happy man to see uh, both him and the guy I'm about to take uh, on the board. So I'm a I'm a happy man. And Kale's at work, but uh, once he sees that I've announced the pick, he's also going to be a pretty happy man, I think. All right, so we'll so we'll do, settle out. So do we want to do that? Well, yeah. So we're just we'll kind of give Dragonstone the the time to respect the pick that it deserves. Yeah. Uh, Gunther known for uh, great shot goal scoring. Uh, earlier in the season, I had seen lists like fantasy lists with him like one or two overall, um, and I think that obviously he's he's fallen kind of appropriately, but in this uh, year, you're not exactly going to know what you're getting. So I think that gambling on um, Gunther for this point was great. Uh, yeah, his yeah. stock dropped a bit, but I still think that the player like it 100% a top 10 player, and uh, certainly in a fantasy draft, I think that you're evaluating the right things taking uh, him at 8th. It's a great pick. So, with that being said, with the ninth overall selection, this belongs to the High Garden Roses. And Dave, you're with us on stream. Talk us through the pick. All right. Uh, we will select uh, from the University of Michigan, Ken Johnson. Ah, love it. 
Love it, love it. Johnson was number four on my personal list. Yeah, he was high for us. And seeing him fall and seeing uh, E.T. take two goalies made me absolutely <laughs> tingle. And seeing Genther go right there makes me a happy, happy boy. Yeah. Uh, because if, if, if he can learn how to skate, maybe put some, maybe put some meat on, then we've got an absolute banger. Yeah, this guy I have read again and again has the highest offensive potential of any player in this draft. Whether or not it's he'll incredible. reach it, I do not know. He's got, but he's got the potential to be a point per game guy, um, which is not common in the forwards in this draft class. So I think that at nine, you take that bet, you take that gamble, and uh, incredible pick. Thank you. Yeah. I'm elated. Yeah. I think you got a real good player uh, here at number nine. I mean, yeah, I was uh, all morning. I've been looking to move up for him. No kidding. All morning. Uh, I talked I talk, talk with Ryan some, talked to some other guys, and uh, couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't get anything ironed out. But uh, so, so holding on to nine again, the guy I wanted anyway. Uh, can't be too much happier with that. Yeah, we've had that looking like a few times where people have been able to get the guy they want. Uh, and obviously that speaks to the diversity of opinions with these you know, top players this year. Um, but I'm happy to hear that we have a lot of happy GMs. Yeah, and that's what's cool too. Because like, since there isn't any like real clear-cut like, top talent, yeah. like, everyone is like, so like, in the top 10, it's hard not to be happy because it's like, you can tailor it to your needs and your wants and your values so well that it just it just fits your team. In some ways, it kind of feels like you got a top three pick, right? I really kind of does. Really, <laughs> and like... I mean, when I look at what my draft board looked like, Johnson is, you know, like I said, fourth. Um, I had McTavish, Eklund, and Veneers ahead of him. But I, I, like, I had, if uh, I would have co-GM'd and someone like Johnson... I would have bumped Johnson yeah. up. I think that that is a gamble worth taking. So it feels like you got a top three pick at number nine. Well, I mean, I, I, I did for my evaluation. I had uh, Eklund, Veneers, Johnson. Okay. Then I had, so yeah. very similar. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and, and then that's, you know, that's kind of why you're trying to go up, right? Because like, I had him three, but that's the thing. It's because I had him three, but there are going to be guys who might not even have him top 10 because there are like 12, 13 guys who could really you know, be picks anywhere from one through 15, even like, sure. it's just, it's really cool. Like there are guys on the board who I'm still kind of shocked are still here. Absolutely. And I think that if we can push out this draft to go into the, the middle of the first round, I think we still got a lot of excitement uh, with how this is going. So let's get Chris uh, up onto the stage, waiting patiently for his 10th overall pick. Um, we'll get him on here. Yeah, I gotta say, it uh, it sucks to not have a top ten pick. <laughs> it's just yeah. so nice to see these uh, this lot of talent um, available to be taken. Uh, I think it's interesting to comment that of the nine picks, knowing that in real life, I think that we're gonna see like three or four defensemen go in the top nine picks, and we've only got two. Um, yeah. And I think that there's still a defenseman available that I'd argue maybe is the the best 
of those four defensemen, but obviously not in everyone's eyes, but I wonder where this next defenseman that I'm thinking of is going to end up. Assuming you're thinking the same one I, I, I am, uh, I probably would have looked into him here. Having yeah. been in the other league, so I don't really want to be uh, like having all my investments in the same place. I kind of want to diversify that, but I like him too. Assuming yeah. we're talking about the same one. Yeah, I, th- I think we probably are, and we'll see when it actually comes up and then we can kind of talk about it more openly. <laughs> Another I'm one of those gonna... guys with high ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to uh, try and touch base with uh, Chris here and see if he's still ready to tango. Yeah, let me let me pull up my own personal, because I did this just to, you know, knowing that I was going to stream with you guys. I wanted some sort of comparison for what was going on. So, um, yeah, my my list was uh, Eklund Beneers, McTavish, Johnson, Wallstead. Um is the top five. And then in my next five, uh, three have been chosen, but not necessarily the next three. There's one forward and one defenseman left that I think are nice. Um, So we'll, we'll see where they go and if people have a similar rank. I too had a couple defensemen uh, back down there. Still a forward who I am very curious to see where he goes. Uh, where did you, just out of curiosity, where did you have powers on your personal board? Let me, sorry, I just closed it. I'm going to have to open it up. I had him at nine, which is low. Yeah, that's actually exactly where he is for me, which is low. Um, and I think that that's a reflection just of how a little hyped I am for some of the other guys and not really a reflection of power. Um, I still think that power is a, a good player, obviously, and still a good fantasy asset, definitely. But there were just other guys that I liked more that, that pushed power down more than power dropping. Uh, yeah, I'm actually with you there, too. Um, yeah, so that's what it kind of comes down to. And I find too. I find like you you are easier in position to find like better defensemen than you are better forwards. So, like powers on the same. If powers and a forward are on like roughly the same level, I'm probably going to put the forward ahead of them, just because you know there are a lot of defensemen to produce. Even though obviously you play less defensemen like in a game, I just think there's more value in forwards. Still waiting on uh, Chris, who's been with us this whole time. The invitation is there. I've sent him a message. Um, I still think I think we're gonna. Oh, Chris looks live in terms of uh, on his phone. Let's go. I have had contact with the shadow, so uh, I think that we should be expecting our pick in the next little while. Perfect. I wonder if he's uh, having conversations. I need to work on my um, 
my Batman impression. I don't have. I it just turns into like Boston, which or, or oh. New York. Hey. hey. <laughs> just a sec. Chris, uh, welcome to the stream. Uh, Excited to have you. Uh... We had you for a second there. Yeah, I was just going to say. Short-lived fun. All right. Uh, uh, hey, hey, guys. Hello. Hey, hey it's uh, Chris here. Uh, uh, Kathleen and I are at a uh, one-year-old's uh, birthday party. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, ha happy to, to step out temporarily. Um, uh, look, looks like some good picks here. Um, I, I, I was sort of hoping I would be able to snag a forward, but uh, unfortunately, Johnson coming off the board is a bit of a that's Bit of a, a bummer there. Apologies. There's still a couple forwards that I wouldn't mind at this pick. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I, I had a top nine. I was, I sort of penciled in, and and I figured uh, there was a good chance that somebody was gonna <clears throat> break up the top nine, and and uh, so Kosa's in there. So Come on, Ryan. <clears throat> yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I'm gonna have to go with a forward. Uh, or sorry, a, a defenseman here, mm. and uh, I'll pick uh, Brant Clark. Wonderful. Yeah. Excellent, excellent pick. Yeah. Should be pretty good. Yeah. Talk I, also, us... I also want to note quickly that you're an absolute champion for leaving like a kid's birthday party to do this with us. <laughs> I absolutely love you. I appreciate you dearly. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, it, it came up kind of last minute. We, I, I kind of wanted to cancel so we could focus more on the more important matters of this uh, draft. But uh, you kids... know, a, a lot of people I haven't seen for uh, you know since pre-COVID times. Of course. So, of course. You know, sort of cool to. Check check that out, but uh, yeah, looks looks like you guys are doing a uh, doing a great job, and uh, yeah, happy to be able to select Car uh, Clark at tenth overall, hoping he'll be uh, the uh, number one power play defenseman for the Los Angeles Kings at some uh -huh. point. Uh, you know, we'll yeah. we'll see how the actual draft goes. Uh, if you have a second, uh, tell uh, talk us through what uh, makes you uh, hyped up on Clark to get him at that pick. <laughs> Well, like you know, I, I think Clark is the uh, he's probably probably the most fantasy kind of he he could be the most fantasy relevant defenseman you know from the draft. Mm -hmm. Like he, he he seems to be a power play uh, you know more of an offensive defenseman type. You know, if if I think if all breaks the right way, you know he could be you know best case scenario. You know, to to look a little bit like a Quinn Hughes type as far as you know his his production. You know, probably not right away. I understand there's some skating concerns, yes. but uh, you know that's you know one of the more teachable, improvable um, you know elements you know with the prospects. So uh, you know, I, I think he's got a lot lot of offensive upside. Um, so you know, I was I was kind of I was happy he he. Uh, he was available as far if one of the defensemen was going to drop, you know, I was, I was happy he was the one. So uh, he, you know, and I think he'll be a, he'll be a high pick at the draft. I think he'll probably go a little higher than, than 10, but yep. um, 
it'll be interesting to see kind of where he goes. But and a lot of people have thought maybe he, he would be a good fit in LA, like I mentioned earlier. So that's what I'll be sort of cheering for. Oh, I mean, I'm with you too. I have Clark uh, in another league there, and uh, and I, I agree with you on the skating thing. That's and that's also why I took Johnson. I find like if a prospect's biggest knock, or I should say a top prospect's biggest knock, is that their skating isn't totally up to par, and that's probably a good thing because that's all like, like you said, kind of more teachable. Uh, you can grow that like Drysaddle did and absolutely explode. So I like that pick a lot. Yeah, uh, Clark, yeah. I, think... I, I when I kind of heard about his skating, it made me think of Kotkaniemi a bit, who who's got some kind of obvious warts with his skating, and he, he's improved, but hasn't totally sorted out. Sorted out, but uh, you know, like like you hear a lot of guys who seem to be able to improve their skating. I, I remember hearing about Braden Point. He was apparently a you know, relatively poor skater as a prospect, and right. you know, that's why why he drops. So you know, like some people seem to be able to turn it from a weakness to a strength. You know, with with uh, better coaching. So it's certainly you know hopefully modifiable in his in his case yeah he was definitely the defenseman that dave and i were both alluding to uh when we talked about the the guy that was still left so i think that you have identified the 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 space available in this draft in terms of who's fallen fallen a bit and i think you made the right choice for sure i think there, there were there were two two forwards i was considering if the top nine went exactly how I thought it might, but I'll I'll hold those names back yeah. uh, for 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 the uh, for the upcoming uh, draftees. But uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how the rest of it goes. Absolutely, there are still some exciting names to be announced. Awesome, well, awesome. Well, I'll I'll have to uh, I'll have to drop out for a yep. little bit, but I'll be uh, checking in later. And uh, you know, appreciate you guys getting all this set up and uh, keep up the good work. Congratulations. Good to have have you. A good, have a good time, my friend. Thanks. Take care, guys. You bet. So there you go. Clark goes off the board. Great pick. Jeevan, buddy. <laughs> Who the fuck did you have it for? <laughs> oh, oh, he's dropped fifth, it already. Okay. It's his fifth guy. It's his fifth guy. I Six, maybe? Maybe I know who it is. I know that... I think, that, I, think um, I do. But, I, I uh, know that... We had uh, uh, the Kraken offer their 11th, so I don't know. He hasn't um, been responding to me for if he's going to make the pick, so I think we'll have to take a bit of a, a downtime as we wait out for him. But I think that there are still there's still some good guys available to be drafted. Yeah, I mean, I still uh, my top. I mean, my top ten was goofy because I, I had. Guys I have in other leagues, I kind of left out of it just because uh, I have them. And I don't want to be like consolidating all my value there. Mm-hmm. But um, there's still other guys, obviously, I don't really want to name that I mm-hmm. kind of want to see go probably the next two picks. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't say you pass on either of these two guys. You know, you pick the one you like better, then uh, uh, Vias Dothrak takes whoever doesn't get taken next. I, I if, 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 if the next two picks go off the board for what I'm thinking. I'm going to be absolutely flabbergasted. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, I think they're, I think at least one of the two guys that we're thinking of is probably the same. I don't know if both are, but um, I, do, you, do you really think that there are three possible guys who go here? I I have another guy that I would think about outside of the two that I think that we're talking about. I mean, I guess I I. What is it? Uh, two two forwards and a defenseman. I'm assuming. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. actually, I'm okay, thinking, I think I, 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 I'm thinking of, of three forwards and a defenseman. There's one more forward that I would consider in okay. the next little yeah, bit. Okay, I think I'm with you. Okay, okay, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I think we're definitely, we're entering into the stage of the draft, though, which is the, like, the first ten are interesting because any of them might be a top five pick. Um, and so that's what's interesting about that. But now we've got a big run of picks where uh, there's a lot of kind of the same. You know, you kind of you can pick your poison, but I think that the next 10 to 15 selections are going to be good, but unpredictable. Um, yeah. And I think that's going to be tough. Well, it's funny to it's funny to me uh, specifically because now we've exited out of like the top, you know, like the guys who can go top five. And we've kind of entered into uh, guys I can dream about the Rangers getting at wherever we are. <laughs> so we're kind of like middle of the round. So it's like there are a couple of guys who like I hope we get that uh, are obviously going to go a few picks from now because we are kind of like what in the middle of the first round. So I don't know. I kind of like to take a look at this. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't like that. Corey, just make your pick and trade it later. <laughs> just, just do that. You can't put a price on potential, though. Where's yeah, Chris, I mean, you, where's Chris with his I mean, like, box meme from Family Guy? Right. But like, I mean, like, you just pick, pick the pick, go pure BPA, and then just ship moth later if you really want to do that. Oh wait, why? Why is it trading? Isn't he kind of like what? Oh, John's up for it. John will take it. I did see um, the Kraken be green, and now their little icon on Discord is gray. But uh, when I was asking him about what he's going to do, he was green. So hopefully he's just kind of taking a, a quick break and not a, a long break so that we can still get Dan to announce his pick. I'm I'm really excited for the Seattle expansion draft, though. I'm I think yes. that um, I'm I'm even more excited for that than I am for the entry draft. I think there's going to be I think there's going to be some big moves. There's going to be a lot of people traded, not just to Seattle. I think it's going to shake up a lot. Um, are we? Are, do you want to do an event for that too with us? Yeah, we could try and do that. Why not? That could be fun. Yeah. I think what we could do also is um, we could have a bit of a competition where everyone can send in their list and we can see who oh, did yeah. the best. I and love that. That could allow I know people we can do. to uh, assume trade deals, that? but we'll have to have a deadline probably like next weekend. Yeah, we can yeah. announce something like that. You have to submit um, like a cap-friendly list or like Chris will probably write it on a piece of paper, but um, so okay. So here's a question. That's a good question, Dan. Should we do it before the protection lists are announced, or should we do it after the protection lists are announced? Um, I feel like it, obviously there's gonna be more variety if we do it beforehand. Uh, but like if we do it afterhand, I think like multiple guys might actually just get it. 
after trades. Hmm. It's, See, but, it's, but that's the, the problem is it, it, like the draft is four days after protection lists have to be in, so we don't really have a lot of time for guys to get in there their list right like, yeah i think I was... that maybe if anything that means that the 16th should be our deadline to submit yeah. we should do it before and then if you can gamble and make the the right assumptions about who's going to be protected then you'll get rewarded for that with whatever your um score will be out of 32 basically or 30 30 30 sorry 30 players will be picked i like that i think that's super, uh, yeah that's super fun and I'm really excited also for everyone who's still hanging out in the live chat. Um, this is, like, super cool. Um, I'm glad that we have so many people who are hanging out to uh, listen and make their picks live. Uh, I think that it's kind of a cool thing that we're able to do. I mean, you make my workday more fun because i got nothing going on. So yeah. I'm just hanging out, doing things I've been doing all this. Great. Why not? And I love right? you guys are all uh, hanging out here. Obviously, it's you know kind of slow. You know, a lot of time between picks because everyone's doing their own thing. So just yeah. having you guys all like hanging out and being serious, this is uh, really cool to see. And the other thing is, it's kind of nice because otherwise, all these picks were 12-hour windows. And now we have yeah. 10 picks made in one hour. Not bad. No, this is like, this is what, what we wanted the power hour to be. Yeah. They were still here. And, yeah, and this we is, were designing it like that. This is the real power hour. Yeah. The power is hour. Oh, it's the Powers Hour. I've done it. it. Alright, you nailed it. That's the name name of the episode. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. Well done. Look at at me go. Yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah, I know. We're starting to get get, get dodgy here. This is mad lad if if John actually says... Like, fuck it, I'll take it. It just does. <laughs> we'll do it like live. Like it, man. <laughs> yeah, he still hasn't responded to my uh, comments from a little while ago. If this, guy, if this guy was, like, in here or, like, on online, saw Chris make his dick and took off, I'm going to actually freak out. I know. Yeah, and, and with this pick being the one that maybe came with uh, a little bit of eyebrows with the the circumstances that he requi- acquired it. Uh, you'd think that he would be just ready to make the pick. Smile on his right. face. Now, now I have to get mad at, uh, at what was, was it, Joel who made that trade? Get mad at him for not just keeping it and taking the pick. here to make his own pick. Yeah, yeah. You know what, I, like, I, I didn't, uh, I, I was busy when the whole trade happened and everyone was freaking out. I don't actually hate that trade as much as, like, a lot of people uh, seem to. Mm. Mostly due to the fact that this is very obviously a seller's market, and it's a seller's market in a huge way. So you you, you cannot make a trade for a guy who's going to produce without overpaying. You just, you just, you really can't. So, if, and, and Joel, is, like, in particular, is absolutely set up to make a run, like, this coming year. So anything that he can do... To, it's, it's like how Tampa traded a first for uh, Barclay Goodrow, right? That's like, not an awful comparison. Yeah, exactly. So, like, would, would most teams do that? No. But also, most teams are in Tampa Bay. So, it, like, he, Joel is going to compete. If he can round up that team and make and make his, like, bottom-tier guys that much better, then that's a phenomenal trade. I think, you know, there's questions, like, if, if there were 
players of you know Gambrell's uh, similar quality, maybe he could have got something a little bit on top of that for 11th. But it's 11th. Like he said, this is a yeah. pick that is going to pay off in three years, if it pays off at all. And Gambrell is... Uh, he is what he is. He's still young. He still has points potential, and he has them now. So, yeah, I think it's a matter of which player specifically. But I think the 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 motivation behind the trade, I I was on board with for sure. So now, I have tried some trades and and submitted some offers where I've looked at it and, and gone like, I am an absolute idiot. And I will get flamed in the chat relentlessly if this goes through, and it's and it still got turned down, right? Because because yeah. you can get so much for like players who you wouldn't expect to get so much for. Yeah, um, and I think that that'll start to shift around as people realize what it really looks like to be, um, like I think that you know Planky Town has been the beneficiary of a lot of early league excitement and getting guys like Marchesso for for half retained for four years or something is um yeah you're not going to get that all the time there's going to be a bit of a balance of i think that some people don't want to be left in the middle between you know fully rebuilding or fully competing but there are going to be teams in that maybe didn't think they'd be really competing who end up having a few players that really take off that year and they are competing um so you don't have to necessarily feel so anxious if you're not the best team of all of us on paper. Uh, there's still a lot that can happen. And and yeah, the opposite as well, where you think you're a team that's going to do well, yep. and you get maybe you get some injuries or some guys underperform, and you find yourself uh, kind of like middle of the pack, toward, trending towards the bottom. And then I I think and I hope that our trade deadline is going to be nuclear, right? Because we <laughs> will have a more accurate representation of how our teams look and where they are standings-wise. So teams that are kind of, like, middle to good, like, outside, like, bubble uh, contenders can really go for it. Guys who thought they might be contending, but turns out they aren't, can kind of sell off and start reaping the value for these next two drafts that look, you know, quite nice. I think our trade deadline and the stuff before it are going to be pretty pretty fun to, to look at. Yep. The Kraken was green, and now he's gray. And it, I can all, I know, honestly, the Kraken is like the biggest troll in this in this league. So like, I'm not like totally surprised whether this is intentional or not. I'm, I, sure, I'm I, assuming it's not, but like, still, I still this, have, this is on brand for Iron Island. I, I still have hope that he's gonna pull through in the next five or so minutes. I'm glad we've ironed it out and gotten ourselves a nice group of guys because our what our first. Uh, our first power hour got tanked by a guy who's no longer here. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's the reality of 30-something strangers collaborating yeah. on the internet that it's going to take a little bit of a, a shake-up before you can find a good group. Um, but I think that, you know, even there are some GMs that aren't necessarily as active on the Discord, and you don't need 32 sure. people to all be equally active. But I, I do think that we have a, a pretty good core of um, guys that are excited to be in this for the long haul. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm very happy with how this has turned out. Like, I thought you know, obviously, thought the idea was really cool. Uh, I joined kind of late. I was one of the later teams to get in here, 
and I, I, I just think, and I think it's cool how active we all are, even through the off season, right? If there's so little going on, and we still have lads chatting in general, uh, <sighs> nearly every day. So, even even like after our draft ended, right? Like, no, it's really really cool. Yeah, you. Yeah, King's Landing. Uh, <laughs> you sure did. You inherited a great team. <laughs> yeah, uh, five years from now. Yeah, even even then, like he's drafting prospects. We were going like, "What are you doing, buddy?" I know. And then he would say things like, "Uh, you play sure next year." This guy I... who's in like the fucking like third tier Sweden's playing next year. No, he's not. Yeah. <sighs> well, I I should have picked a a player at this spot, but I I, yeah. I really had to take this guy. He was still available, and it's like. Alexi Protas, and you're like, okay, yeah, Protas is fine, but like, play by the rules, man. Well, well, well no, he said, he said, like, that he did the math wrong. He thought he had three picks until round 12, and he only had two or whatever, or yeah. like three and four. And he picked a guy who, who absolutely was like four years away from playing. And we're like, uh, obviously, none of us could really like give him like crazy shit for him. We're going, like, what are you doing, dude? He's green again. The man is green again. See that, that? That's what I thought was weird. Was like I'm trying, I'm trying to be somewhat diplomatic and not kind of give it to him so hard because you know we are we are friends still. But he was he had those rules and he, he was hard on debating the rules against guys who pushed back before the draft. And you know he was he had us keep on top of guys, making sure everyone else was conforming to the round thirty rule uh, when he just absolutely wasn't and he was not like gearing up to it all either. Yeah. So yeah. it was tough I don't know. to try and, and be diplomatic when you're talking to someone who kind of ran the league a little bit like he was our boss. So um, yeah. I think that at least if there's disagreements now, I think we all should, and I hope everyone else does too. I know obviously there's a bit of a bias with the, the five or six of us that are kind of um, uh, spearheading some rule changes and stuff like that. But I hope people feel like they can bring up the problems that they're having and what they want to suggest because um, it's been pretty chill to kind of basically just roll with you know new rules that we need to make up as we identify uh things that need to be addressed and there isn't a lot of you know malcontent with how we're doing that so yeah and i think too uh my my biggest thing uh when i when i took over was i was a little bit miffed by just like the leadership style and the very much like i don't want to say authoritarian but it was very much a top-down style i like i like the uh I, I've been trying to focus on more group setting. I, you know, our, our council very much does everything. I, I very rarely do anything unilaterally. And I think that's uh, been... Oh, hey. Okay, I got it. Yeah, we got something. Oh, boy. Here we go. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dick, as well. He's uh, moved up to get his man. All right, give me give me a second. Or let's, He's still here. Right, let's get him up. on. Let's get him on the stream. Let's get Dan up here. Alrighty. So speaking of things, I, I know I was just talking about how I don't do things uh, unilaterally, but I'm unilaterally uh, reviewing and pushing through trades right now. So obviously, <laughs> uh, this trade's going through. Yeah. And let's uh, let's get it going. Dan, welcome to the stream. Uh, hey guys. You made your moves to get here. Uh, 
talk us through what's been going on in the back rooms of uh, the draft floor. Oh, we've been talking back and forth for a while here, and there's one forward I really wanted to jump up and grab just to make mm-hmm. sure I don't miss out on him here. All right, show me the name, buddy. I want to hear it. I want to hear what uh, I'm thinking. With the 11th overall, we're going to take Chaz Lucius. Yes, Chaz that's what I wanted to hear. Lucius. Great Absolutely. pick. Congratulations. Fantastic choice. So uh, talk us through what do you like about Lucius that uh, made you really want to get this deal done uh, and get well, your Well, I guy. think he's got pretty good offensive ups- upside, and at 11th overall here, he didn't really want to miss out on him, so spend a little bit of extra capital here to move up and make sure we don't miss out on him. Absolutely. Um, I think you made a good choice, and uh, not too big of a price to pay to move up the one spot. I think that's a pretty fair... Uh, deal for both sides if the Iron Islands can still get the guy that they're interested in too. Yeah, I think there's some other pretty good options here. So if I did uh, this trade didn't go through, there were some other guys I was looking at. But uh, spending an extra lottery ticket made sense to me, so it works out for both of us. I know, I'll go as far as to say uh, if Kent Johnson would have gone before my pick, uh, Lucius was absolutely next to my board, and he would have been gone at my pick if someone had taken Johnson. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, Kale and I are very high on him. You know, we like, you know, he, he might be one of the best uh, pure sniper in this draft. You know, yeah. I, I, I like him if a lot. He's going to put up lots of power play points. So. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, he'll be out there, and he might be, you know, the guy for whichever team ends up taking him. I, uh, I think it's a very strong pick. Yeah. I'm so happy that we got a trade. So there's been rumblings all morning from, I'm sure, a lot of people here. Uh, yeah, I talked to a few different people. I was trying to move up to the 7 to 10 range to try and grab somebody, but fortunately there was still someone I wanted here. So, Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, yeah, like, everyone, you know, we're looking to trade out, trade down, who knows. Uh, yeah, like, and like we've like said countless times, like, it's, it's, this, is my, this is the best draft because they're, they're, it's, everyone's like a weaker draft, but it's so fun that everyone has – anyone they like at any given time. And now uh, Iron Island gets a little bit more value to, yeah. who knows, yeah. trade down for a guy, trade down and get their guy who you might have not taken anyway. Absolutely. Maybe they have somebody else. Depending on what his list was looking like. Uh, and the yeah. is still green, so hopefully we'll have him on the stream in short order. Uh, but Dan, I'm glad that you were still available to make your pick on the stream, and I'm glad that you got your guy. Yeah, it was good timing. Okay, I had to run here, guys. Perfect. Alrighty. Thanks for sticking it out. Yeah, you bet. Good, great job with all this. still simply so lucius obviously it was one of those guys one of those three forwards that yeah. i was talking about um i still think oh hey are... bro whoa. okay interrupt you oh oh what's going on take a look at the live chat that is the kraken it is indeed beautiful well you know what i gotta say is damn because i have been messaging the kraken Trying to see if I can get this pick, 
and oh, I was gonna, no. and I was gonna use the pick to draft Fabian Lysel. And I think oh, that no. and I think that uh Lysel is a dunk of a pick. I think yeah. that so if we were to go now we're really kinda starting to shape up what my draft board looked like. Lysel was six on mine. Right after Johnson. Um so I think that I think that he is a great pick. Uh, and I'm very cheesed to not be able to get him. Well, but if there you go, Iron Island's got a lot of interest. My yeah. man might just flip many way to one of you, one of you folks. <laughs> Corey's a little bit of a demon. He this Lysel might not see any time with Iron Island. Who knows? Um, I like but, that. I like that a lot of you guys were looking for this pick and seeing that he took him. He's, I mean, yeah, yeah. Might have some guys in his in his private messages, right? Right about now. So Jeevan saying that you were th- that was the guy that you had at five. That was exactly the same. So when you were talking yeah. about that, like I'm not surprised. I think that Lisel was the guy that I had higher up, um, and I would have been just tickled to get him at twelve, but the Kraken did not respond. They wanted to make the pick, but that means we're at thirteen, and we can see. Who is picking? It's Paul. Is my man here? Is he available to make a pick? The Scorpions. Inviting up to the stage. Ah, Paul's going to take us. Go, don't go for a walk. Jesus, keep your feet inside. Oh, I will be back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's that piece for me. Yeah, we're looking at the same weather, Paul. I know how nice a walk would look. But we're going to see how far we can get. I think that you are going to be the last, because I don't think that Frostfang is here. So um, you, we will get to 13. Um, and I think that that's a pretty good run. Yeah, Cole, I thought this was, this was super fun. Um, I think that we had a lot of good picks. I'm going to be salty that I wanted Liesel at 12 and and he went and it's to someone in my own division. Ugh. But uh um definitely a lot of good picks. Yeah, I think that we all have, you know, our different resources that we use to make our draft lists, but um there are a few guys that I follow that had uh, a Lysel or Lysel, um, like top five. So um, I think that we're all looking over our our rosters and thinking, ah, I feel like I would I would moved whoever my Gambrel is to get Lysel at twelve. That's um, a pretty nice go, but uh, it worked out for the Kraken because of course the guy with McDavid needs any more luck. But uh, he got his guy. I'm hoping that Paul can um, reach Zen mode and figure out who he's going to take when it it's now kind of coming into the best of the rest. Uh, I think that there is another forward that is kind of flirted in the top ten in a few rankings that are 
that's still available. I think there are some guys that, um, you know, you can go basically on upside or on floor. Um, but there are still some pretty good guys that we can get in these next 10 picks. Hello. Hey. Uh, Welcome to the stream. I'm... Yeah, thanks. Thanks for setting this up. Yeah. Thanks for hosting this. Super cool. So, Paul, with um, your uh, 13th overall pick, walk so... us through your decision. Yeah, so pretty fucking pissed that Lysel went. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty much my top two. If yeah. Not top, he was definitely top three. And I was like, if I get him at 13, holy. That's, uh, um, yeah, absolutely. But I still got a top three guy for myself, so. Ooh, very I'm exciting. Gonna gonna make this pick with the uh, 13th overall pick of 2021. The Sunspear Scorpions are proud to select from the Sioux Falls Stampede of the USHL, Cole Sillinger. Great pick. Absolutely one of the guys uh, left in the, the conversation of, you know, top picks that I think, uh, especially in fantasy, uh, absolutely great. Uh, so what do you like uh, about Sillinger that makes you happy with this pick at 13? You know what? I think he's super, super dynamic. Um, his, his point, oh, points aren't everything, but his points in the USHL is age. It's really good. Mm -hmm. um, I think that around where he's going, I think well, it's like mid early first round. If yep. if the uh, Flyers take a take a flyer on him, he's definitely gonna surpass Patrick, maybe even Frost. He can compete with Frost for sure. Definitely. So if I'm counting on someone like the Flyers picking him up, and then he's gonna just get a a one way ticket to 1 or 2C, and I'll be fine with that. And uh, he definitely fits in with uh, the mold of someone like, you know, a Flyers organization or a, a Bruins. I don't think he's going to re reach down to where the Bruins are picking, but um, definitely could fit well into the organization there. Um, and like you said, uh, has a lot of offensive potential, but also, like, he's, he's rough. He'll get hits. He'll um, really rack up fantasy points. Uh, and I think it's a really good pick at 13. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a feeling it was going to be either him, Lysel. I was hoping Kent Johnson would be available there, too. They're yeah. in my top three. Yeah, absolutely. But, Johnson uh, was a great pick. Neither. Well, I got, I got my third, so yeah. I'm all good here. I mean, getting third at 13 is still nothing to uh, sniff at. That's still pretty good. But it is too bad that basically the two guys in your top three went in the four picks before you, yeah. um, having slid that low. Um, but still, a strong addition to the Sunspear uh, system. He's going to be a great pick, and I'm excited. Beautiful. Love to hear it. Thanks so much for sticking around to be able to make your pick on stream. Yeah, no problem. Peace. Have a good one. So, guys, thank you for everyone who's continued to listen throughout this. Uh, I don't think that we have Frostfang, and I'm just going to kind of do a double check. Um, just make sure that we can't power through anymore. Um,
Yeah, and so now I'm looking through. Sorry, catching up on the chat. And I, Joel, I feel like like I did not think that Lisa would drop that far either. I think that the kind of guys you'd be looking at with 11th um, were kind of in a different category. But that's, you know, I think that that's where some of the the cheese at the move came from is seeing that there's still some potential uh, when the draft shakes out to to not know for sure who you're going to get. Um, but obviously, you're making these kind of moves not knowing that. So um, you've stacked your your depth of your NHL roster, and I mean, that's that still has value. So um, if anything, you know, there are, are 11 other guys that let Lee Sell drop that far, um, which is hard to anticipate. But... Um, I think that that's a really good get for the Kraken. I've sent um, Frostbang a message, and we'll see, but I don't have high hopes. I think that we're probably going to call it um, right now. So for everyone who's listening, thanks so much for sticking through it. Uh, I had a lot of fun uh, listening to these picks uh, go mostly live and announced by the GMs. It was great to have more people on the stream, and we'll be looking to have more people on the podcast as we do recordings in the summer. We are now midway through the first round, um, well on our way to really shaping up who these top 64 fantasy prospects are going to become, uh, and I'm excited to keep uh, things going on over the next two weeks before the NHL draft uh, really takes off. Uh, thanks, guys, for being here. Uh, I'll end it now with that and hope that everyone has a great weekend. See you all later.